summary of the Sikha. Parsha Masa is always read the, uh, during the three week period, but more specifically either right before Rosh of or right after Rosh of or on Rosh of actually. So there's an obvious connection between the Parsha and Rosh because in this week's Parsha it talks about, tells us the date of when Aaron passed away, which was on Rosh of. So, of course, the connection that uh, we read it right around Rosh but it's not just the connection in the calendar uh, proximity, but it's also in the Teichen of what, there's also a qualitative connection, which is that our sages tell us that, the, uh, that when a, a tzaddik passes away, it's as difficult as if the base Sabinus was destroyed. So just like when a tzaddik passes away, we have two extremes. On the one hand, it's a time of mourning, a tzaddik passed away. But on the other hand, we look to learn from his, uh, from his ways, from his uh, teachings, from his way of life. And we try to continue that and maintain his way of life. Which is what brings about what our sages tell us, that just like his children are alive, meaning that students and the followers, they continue and they maintain his way of life. So he is also alive. It continues his life as well. The same is true also in regards to the Beis HaMikdash. And on the one hand, the time of the three weeks around uh, of especially is a time of mourning. But on the other hand, it's also a time when we focus on doing whatever we can not to despair from the, from the Golos, not to become down, too much down from the Golos, to be able to be encouraged to continue to uh, commit ourselves to a that we look forward to the, to the coming of Mashiach immediately and that we learn the laws of the building of the Beis HaMikdash through which we also contribute to the building of the Beis HaMikdash during this time. And as Hashem said to uh, Yecheskel that the learning, when the Yidin learn in the uh, Torah about the building of the Beis HaMikdash and the, the architecture of the Beis HaMikdash and so on, I, con- I consider it as if they actually built the, be- the Beis HaMikdash itself, as if they were involved in the building of the Beis HaMikdash, not just learning about it. And the same is true also when we, following the, when a tzaddik passes away, that the fact that his followers continue doing what he was doing, that keeps him alive. It's not as if he is alive, but since the life of a tzaddik is not his material life, Tzaddik isn't living his life for his material um, enjoyments or whatever. It's more about his spiritual. It's all about his spiritual life, his faith in Hashem, his love of Hashem, his reverence of Hashem. So that continues when his followers continue on that path. So it's not as if he is alive. It continues his life. That was his life to begin with. That continues his life. And in the case of Aaron, to, to be able to keep Aaron alive, to bring life to Aaron, it's because, to be a student of Aaron, as the uh, Pirkei Yavah says, Oyev Shalom, Bereidev Shalom, to love peace and to pursue peace, love other people and bring them close to Torah. That is how we keep Aaron Akayan alive. But we can, So there is a similarity between them, but this, this seems to be a distinction, because by a tzaddik, we ju- as we just said, it keeps him alive, because that is what his life is about. But when we talk about the Beis HaMikdash, it's more ke'ilu, it's as if they're building the Beis HaMikdash, because 
what we're looking for is an actual physical building of the base of Mikdash. There we will be able to bring Karbonus. That we need that. We can't just have the spiritual aspect of the Beis Hamikdash, where we can't do what we need. We can't bring Karbonus. So it seems to be lacking something, and that's why it's, it seems it says Kiilu. Hashem said to uh, Yecheskel, it says, if they are building, busy building the Beis Hamikdash, involved in building the Beis Hamikdash. But of course, since the Torah compares the two that when they learn the halachas of the and the tzura sabayas the architecture of the Beis Hamikdash it's it compares the two building the Beis Hamikdash so there must be tr- truth to that it must be that it's not just ki'ilu as if but it is actually happening so we have to understand what that is and so then why does it say ki'ilu that is simply means because even though we are accomplishing the building of the base of Yiddish now, but the actual physical building will only happen later when Mashiach comes. That's why it's still called Ki'ilu. But when we learn about the Beis Amigdash, we are actually involved in building the Beis Amigdash. So we have to understand what that is. So to understand that, we look to what our sages tell us in regards to Karbonus. It says that whoever learns Tairas Chatas, the laws of Achatas, it's as if he brought a carbon machatas. Whoever brings, learns the teiras ashram, the laws of carbon ashram, it's as if he brought a carbon ashram. And so on, the different carbonas. So over there, it doesn't mean that we will be rewarded for learning uh, the laws of achatas. You know, we will get a similar reward. As if we had brought a achatas, Hashem will reward us for learning it as well. Or it doesn't mean that Hashem will give us atonement just like if you brought a karmachadas, it would give you atonement. It means much more than that. It's considered as if you are actually bringing a carbon in a certain sense. And therefore, our sages tell us that when we say, when we say in davening the parshas of karbonas before we start hoidu, they say that you shouldn't say it at night. You should say it once it's already daylight. Because just like you can't bring a carbon when it's night, you can't. You shouldn't say that when it's night. So we see that the, the chachamim attribute the actual laws of bringing a carbon also to the learning, the the davening, saying the parshas of karbonas. In a similar way, we also understand the uh, learning about the Beis Hamikdash. The uh, Medrash tells us that when uh, Hashem told Yecheskel, He revealed to him. The, the architecture of the Beis HaMikdash as it's found in Yecheskel and he said go tell the Yidin about you know teach them about it and tell them that they should learn about it so Yecheskel said what are you sending me to them we're now in a foreign country under uh, the dominion of our enemies we can't build the Beis HaMikdash anyway what should I tell it to them for now when we go to Israel then we'll uh, discuss that so they just said just because my children are in Golos, therefore my home should be bottled. The building of my home should be cast aside. It shouldn't happen. Of course they need to do it now. So in other words, that when they learn about the Tzura Sabais, about the architecture of Yisamidosh, that's considered, says Hashem, as if my home is not bottled. Then the building of the Yisamidosh is going on. So it's also considered, not just that you will be rewarded for for learning about the Vesavidash, but that is an activity which is considered to be a, a involved in building the Vesavidash. 
and the explanation could be simply because there's a mitzvah that a yid should build is, has a responsibility to build a base amigdash. so in, when there is the opportunity to do it physically so of course that's what, uh, what should be done but now in Golos when we don't have the opportunity to do it physically so we have to do whatever we can do whatever constitutes building the base amigdash, and whatever way we can do it so Hashem says if you learn about it that is how you fulfill the mitzvah of the of building the base amigdash. In other words, learning about it is not just a commemoration of remembering the base amigdash. It is and being actively involved in the building of the amigdash in whatever we can do now, which is learning about it. And perhaps that's the reason why the Rambam quotes this pasuk, the following pasuk at the beginning of Sefer Avaida, which the first halachas in Sefer Avaida are the building of the base amigdash. He, he starts that Sefer, he starts every Sefer with a Pasuk, that one he starts with Shalu Shalayim Yerushalayim inquire about the peace of Yerushalayim the, uh, those who love you those who love you will prosper what he's trying to say is that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the building of the Beis Amigdash now you have to inquire about it, Shalu means ask about it, find, delve into it, not just simply you know, talk about it don't forget about it. Shalom means to ask deeply, ask the details, find out the details and more details and so on. That's how you fulfill the mitzvah of building this Amidish in today's day and age. And we can find a similarity in halacha to this also in the, in, in the, the laws of tshuva and in the laws of gerus. How, how does one attain kapara, forgiveness, atonement for a, an aveda that they do? So it needs tshuva. You have to regret what you did. You have to confess your sin. Vidudvarim, and you have to bring a carbon. Let's say a carbon chatas. Today you can't bring a carbon. So do we say that a person hasn't reached atonement if he did tshuva and he did vidudvarim? No, he did attain kapara. And this is a halachic principle as well. It's not just a theoretical thing. Like if somebody, the pasuk says that someone should not join with a Russia to be a witness on a certain matter so what happens if somebody committed a sin and he did shuva but he did, wasn't able to bring a carbon does that mean that you can't join him because he doesn't have full atonement no, he's not a Russia anymore he did shuva, he was forgiven and you can join him, now logically you can join him he's no longer a Russia the same with, even more so with um, Gerus that when a person wants to convert to Yiddishkeit to become a Jew, so a man has to have a bris, and everyone, any ger, man or woman, has to go to the mikveh, and they have to bring a carbon. Today, that you can bring a carbon, do we say that a person is really a, a ger because they didn't bring a carbon? Not at all. They did whatever they can do, and that fully completes their part of the transformation that they need, either to balchuva or a ger and they, they have to bring a carbon one day that will have to be done but now they've done whatever they need to do the same thing also in the building of Mesa we have to do whatever we can do which is to know as much as there is to know about what we will need to know in order to build the Mesa Migdash or that's what we're doing in order. so we are already involved in the building the fact that it's not built up that's because it's out of our hands we can't do that we do whatever we can and that completes the mission for us this, now we can understand something that the Rambam says in his commentary on the Mishnah on Mese- in regards to Masech Midas. He says that Masech Midas and Mishnayis has not, it, it's, it, the subject there is relating to us the architecture of the Beis Midas with all the details and the measurements and so on. 
and the reason that we need to know this is because when the, the Beis HaMilish will be built uh, speedily in our days we will have to know all these details the, the measurements and so on and the architecture as the Pasuk says that it was all, since it was all given Baruch HaKadosh, as David HaMelech said to Shleima, that all of it was given to me uh, from Hashem all these measurements are given to me from Hashem so the Tzitzit Shantav asks a simple question the, the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi will not be built according to the to the architecture of the second Beis HaMikdash it will be follow more Yecheskel and that which Yecheskel taught we don't really know the details so we're not going to be doing it in that way anyway so what is the point of learning Masech Demidus in order to know what to do for the third Beis HaMikdash and he answers that even though it's not going to be built exactly according to the second Beis HaMikdash but the general principles will be the same because that is based on the vision that David HaMelech was given by Hashem so therefore at least those components we need to know we know whatever we can know and then Hashem will reveal that which uh, Yecheskel so right now it's very obscure what Yecheskel said we don't really understand a lot of it and then he will reveal whatever else we need to know but, we need, but basics are still there and it's all based on the vision that Hashem gave to David but it still has to be understood even that's difficult to understand because if in the end we will not be following the, uh, the structure of the second Beis HaMikdash and we will have to have much more information in order to know what to do so then what's the point of knowing all that well because it's not going to be built according to that anyway according to all those details we'll need so much more information in order to make it happen but based on this that the, the explanation that we gave before that since there is a mitzvah today that we should be building the Beis HaMikdash and the only way that we can do it is by learning about it knowing everything that we could know that we are able to know about it so that we're ready to do whatever we can so therefore there is a mitzvah there is a purpose for learning everything that we could know about it and then when more information is available we'll incorporate that information as well but now we're fulfilling that mitzvah in that way the Rebbe says now that just like the learning about the Beis HaMikdash contributes and so on that we said that this is a chilek of building the Beis HaMikdash when we talk about the building of the Beis HaMikdash itself it also could be understood in a similar way meaning to say there are two opinions about how the Beis HaMikdash Hashlishi will happen the Rambam says that it will be rev- um, that it will be built by Mashiach he will come and he will build the Beis HaMikdash it will be built by us, by the Yid <coughs> the Medrash and the Zayar says it will be revealed and come down from heaven Amachleik is how it will happen the Amos, the truth is that the two are not arguing they're actually, both of them agree on the principles of what, it, what will happen which is there will be a part of that we need to do those things which we know we will have to do then those things which Hashem hasn't revealed yet to us so therefore he will come down and that will come down from heaven those components will come down from heaven that's how the two uh, opinions could be merged another way of looking at it is that the physical building will be done by the Yidden and then Hashem will invest that physical building with a Beis HaMikdash which will descend from heaven the spiritual component of it that which gives it its eternity that's what, which gives it its uniqueness over the other two Beis HaMikdash which were not eternal and, so, and that's how they merge together similar to what we say about the, the fire on the Mizbeach 
that there was a mitzvah that we had to build a fire on the Mizbeach, and then a fire came down and invested itself into that physical fire that we built. That's how they came together, the same way with the Beis HaMikdash. And that explains why the Rambam focuses on the physical building, because the Rambam is a Sefer Halacha. So he has to teach us what we will have to do. What we will have to do is build a physical structure. The Zoyer and the Medrashim, they talk more about what was, what's unique about the third base of Midrash over the other two. So they focus on the spiritual aspect of it, the part that will come down from heaven to be invested into the physical structure. But is the truth is that they're both agreeing on what will happen. It's just what the focus is on. In other words that when we, the people, Bashiach will build the physical Beis Amigdash, that Beis Amigdash will already be having, will have fulfilled the mitzvah of building the Beis Amigdash fully. The spiritual Beis Amigdash that will be invested into it is just elevating it to a new level. But the mitzvah was fulfilled fully. In a similar way, when we learn now about the, about the Beis Amigdash, even though we can bring it to the next step, but the part that we're doing is an active role in the building of the Beis Amigdash. You have to learn and know and plan and so on in order to be able to build. That's a step in building. And we fully fulfill that mitzvah of Asa the Migdash by learning the halachas. And it's not just a commemoration of it. And just like when Mashiach comes, there will be two components to it. There will be the physical act of building the Beis Amigdash and then the Beis Amigdash that comes down from Hashem from, uh, from heaven above to imbue it with spiritual power. So also when we learn about the halachas of the Beis today, there's also two components. There's the learning which we accomplish and we sort of learn, whatever, do, accomplish whatever we can do. And then we say, Hashem says, I will do my part to bring it up through, give it its, its spiritual power. If you learn about the Beis Hamikdash, I will imbue it with the power, spiritual power. Now, not what, uh, not when uh, when Mashiach comes. Even now, that is a part of the process as well. And that's the lesson to us that we have to. Any, it's true for any time, but especially during the three-week period when we mourn this, the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, we have to do whatever we can in order to build the Beis Hamikdash, and that is accomplished through the learning of the halachas, and that will lead to the actual full. Uh, actual Beis Amigdash uh, with the coming of Mashiach may be amenum.